Hello, hello. This is Alicia Young, and welcome to Teach Me Freedom. This podcast is about learning how to live a freer life from authors, entrepreneurs, and experts. Those who have done it and who teach others how to do it as well, and what it feels like while applying those methods to our lives along the way. Every episode will deliver resources, anecdotes, and or reviews to support you in living a more freedom-filled life. Let's jump in. Please note the video version of this episode is available on YouTube at Teach Me Freedom. The link is also mentioned in the show notes. Enjoy. Hello, Freedom Finders. Welcome to part two of the interview with Jeff Smith, the KPI guy. In our previous episode, Jeff Smith was talking about the importance of KPIs and also shared with us some of his experience of getting to the top of two very high mountains, which were corporate, along with learning to become an expert musician. And as promised in our previous episode, he left us on a cliffhanger of what are the 11 steps to success? And so in this episode, he's going to start us off on this conversation. We also have some surprises because that's what happens sometimes with conversations. So let's jump into part two of our interview with Jeff Smith, the KPI guy. The first step to success, the first one, and 97% of people can't do this first step. So there's no point going on to the, the, the remaining 10. So the first step, are you ready? Before you tell us the first yeah. step, can you tell yeah. us what your definition of success is? Just so we're all on the same page here about okay. success itself. Okay. So having studied it for 40 years, I first attribute it to be money. I don't, I no longer believe it's money. I believe it's the accomplishment or the movement towards the accomplishment of a worthy goal. So you decide what it is that you want. And and it's the achievement of that what it is that you want that determines success. Now, throughout our lives, we will want different things. The thing that people can't do, which now is step one, are you ready? Step mm-hmm. one. Step now one ready for it. Thank you, you for ready? getting you're us ready? prepared. Oh, you're, you're shuffling in, you're sleeping. <laughs> you're getting comfortable. <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> so after interviewing 325 millionaires and multimillionaires and many famous people, and for someone to be famous, it's not accidental. They want to be famous. And it's what did they do to become famous? And it's what they did. It's the same 11 things as I did as a professional musician. It's the same 11 things that an entrepreneur would do to set up their business. It's the same 11 things in the corporate world. It's the same. So number one, what do you want? Most people don't have sufficient clarity on what they want. Let me give you an example. And this happens every time. So I'll, I'll meet someone and say, Jeff, can you tell me the 11 steps of success, please? <laughs> and I say, okay, I'll tell you number one first, but I don't think you'll be able to do it. And they go, okay, hit me. Right. 
what do you want? And they'll say, more money. I want more money. And I say, grace, okay. So I put my hand in my pocket. I give them a dollar bill. And I say, there you are. You now have more money. Your dreams are fulfilled, right? And say, no, no, no. I want more than that. And say, but that's not what you said. Yeah. What you actually said was, I want more money. And I gave you more money. Your goals were fulfilled. Now, the problem here is, and here's what makes the difference between a great company and an awesome company. The difference between good and great. The difference between someone living a life of quiet desperation and another one who's really successful. It's about knowing what you want with absolute clarity. And this is what all successful people do, bar none, whether they're aware of it or not. So someone who is less successful than want to be, they would say, hey, I want more money. Someone who is successful will say, okay, I want a million dollars. And I want to see that million dollars in the form of it printed on my bank statement. And I want that there on the 1st of January, 2023. And I'll look at it at midday and it's going to say a million dollars and there'll be other transactions around it. But the sum total will be showing one million dollars in my bank account. You see how that's different from saying I want more money? So specific. Absolutely. So clearly. It's that specificity that separates those who work on goals and those who achieve goals. That's the difference between success and failure because I'm not going to get into religion or anything like that, but if you ask the universe for something, the universe has to know what to give you. So you have to be very specific about what you want. Not wishy-washy. <laughs> not at all. And, and when I work as a mentor with people, um, what I find out, first of all, their goals are wishy-washy. Mm -hmm. They're non-specific. Yeah. So I've, I was working with a lady last week. He's, he's a great example. And she said, uh, I had a goal to write a book. And I said, great. And how are you doing with that goal? And she says, oh, I finished it. And I said, is it published? Oh, yeah. I now have a garage full of books unsold and I said right and and then she said and I can't sell them and I said was your goal to write a book and she said yes and I said so your goal was fulfilled you wrote a book if your goal had been to sell the book and generate in her case her goal was ten thousand dollars a month from passive income from her book yeah. So, so now she's changed her goal as she's gone on and she went, oh, my goodness, I guess it now. I asked <laughs> the universe to help me write a book and look what I've got. I've written a book. <laughs> but my goal was never to write the book in the first place. My goal was to help people and the conduit for helping them was the book. Uh, and I would be rewarded with money into my account. And I said, but none of that was in your goal, was it? And she started, she was, got really emotional. Yeah. So we then started working on her goal to get specificity. And she sends, she sends me an email every week now, and she's so excited. And her world is changing. It's incredible.
Yeah, but she's now writing another book, mm-hmm. but with a completely different goal and completely different purpose. And she's super clear on it this time around, <laughs> I oh. imagine. <laughs> well, it, it, it doesn't happen all at once. So when I did the goal for my book, it took me about three months to achieve clarity on, on what I needed to achieve. And mo- when writing a book, most people do it backwards. They write a book and then think, okay, how can I sell this? If you're an entrepreneur and you want to build a business, I would say if you have the the, the ability and the need, write a book. However, this is what I suggest. You need to write what people want from you, not what you want to give them. Now, to do that, this is what I did. I decided to write this book. I don't like writing. So the book was the conduit. So there's no ego behind it. Mm. It was just I'd been blessed in the corporate life. And as a sense of contribution, I wanted to give back to all the people that are following in the path behind me. So what I did, I, I created the advertisement for the book. And I showed it to people. And people were getting excited and saying, yeah, I like this, I don't like that. So I ended up with uh, a number of colleagues and a number of people designing my book uh, and everything before I'd written a single word. So therefore, when I wrote it, it was to write to, to fit a specific audience because I knew that's what they wanted. Where what most authors do, they write the book and then think, okay, how can I sell this? And then they have a year or two of not selling anything and they give up. So here's an interesting statistic for you. On average, uh, there, there are millions of books that have been written. On average, how many copies does the average book sell? Is it an, is it 100 copies? Is it 1,000 copies? Is it 5,000 copies? So on average, how many copies does a book sell? I'm going to guess 75 copies. 75 copies. Okay. So we've got extremes. We've got JK Rowling and Harry Potter that do gazillions. Mm-hmm. And, th- and then we've got the lady who's written a book who her husband bought one, her mum bought one, her <laughs> aunt, yeah. auntie bought one. Okay. So on average, the number is 400. Oh, okay pretty decent okay yeah now what defines a book as a number one yeah is five thousand copies okay then then it's a number one you can say i have a a number one best-selling book however how 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 does me being on record as the world's most successful author in history on how does that come about yeah i'm I'm self-published so, which means that I pay all the money, I take all the risk, uh, but then I take all the reward also. Being published by a publishing company, you have to do all the work. The publishing company just put the money up. So, But they will decide on many things. But as I knew my audience, they wanted to take control away from me. So going to a publishing house was not the right thing for me to do. So I thought... I know my audience, I know what they want, I, I know even what they want the book to be called. For instance, I had some great titles. 
It was how to make more profit in less time, how to make more profit and keep and keep it. And people would say, hey, Jeff, what, what, what's this book about then? If I tell them and they say, oh, it's it's a it's a KPI book then. Right. And I say and I kept hearing this and I thought, you know, I'm not going to swim against the tide. I'm going to call it the KPI book. Oh, but, uh, it's not a sexy title. <laughs> <laughs> I think but, it is. It's like straight to well, the point, catchy yeah, acronym. There you go. It does what it says on the label. So, so um, yeah, there we go. So it's what happened. But backtracking to a, a previous comment you made about climbing the corporate ladder and then discovering about your passion and what you can do and things like that, I said I would show you a diagram. Yes. And this comes back to these 11 steps and what do you want? Because 97% of people can't decide what they want. So they say, well, how do I decide what's for me? What's my purpose in life? What should I do? Should I go the corporate life? I don't know what to do. And that's where 97% of people sit. Why don't we have another session, which is really about discovering your purpose because a now knowing you as i know you listen <laughs> you're, you're going to say oh wait 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 what does that mean yes and how how do we get and, and how do i make that happen in my life yes you know me well already <laughs> i do so uh i think what what perhaps we should do then is um have a look and uh do another program, which is about the big, the, the 11 steps of success. What are they? How do you make them work for me? And how do I find my purpose? What's right for me? But for now, before we go that journey, we've covered quite a lot of information already. Yes. Is there anything you, you would like me to put a little more clarity on for you? Wow. Uh Jeff, this has been such a wonderful ride. I couldn't believe how quickly time has been going. I know, yeah. <laughs> what I would like clarity on before we wrap up this episode are two quick things. The first one is what led to your decision to leave corporate to decide this isn't for me? I don't know if that's going to be something you explain more as you take us through discovering your purpose. Um, mm -hmm. So if that's the case, then we'll save that for next time. And then my other question for you, what is something you suggest we look into to get this process started before we get into that next episode with you? One question, those two questions kind of overlap. Oh, perfect. Yeah. So why did I leave and what should you look at to find out what's right for you? So let's do the second question first. Okay. When we do the next episode, it's about discovering your purpose, finding your true north. What is it about? Why, why, why were you put here on planet Earth? What makes you tick? What's going to make you be the success in your particular field? What is that and how do you find that? So that's what we'll do next. Why did I leave the corporate world? Because I joined the corporate world I got paid to do a job and that's what it was. It was a job. What I had not done was discover my purpose. So although I climbed the corporate ladder and I got paid handsomely, 
I was unfulfilled because it wasn't my purpose in life. And I knew I wanted something more. Um, I've always been entrepreneurial and I knew I wanted my own business. I just had no idea how to go about it. So I then went about discovering my purpose and that's when the clarity started to happen. And that's when I left the corporate world. Now, just, just bring that slightly in. Um, just prior to that, I was a, uh, an operations director of 10 car dealerships. So each dealership had 350 people. So you're looking at around 4,000 people. Mm-hmm. And so huge responsibility. And one of the sales managers came to me one day and it was about 30 minutes before we closed. And he said, Jeff, if you won a million dollars, what would you do? And I went, ah. Now, most people would say, hey, I'd buy a nice house. I'd buy a Ferrari and uh," I said, no. I said, I tell you what. I'm going to think about that question seriously overnight and I'd like you to do the same and I'll I'll come back to this business tomorrow and I'm going to make a list of things that are on my mind of what I would do with the million dollars. So the next day I went back to this business and uh, I met with this guy, I'll I'll call him Tony, yeah, guess that's his name. Okay. So, <laughs> so I said, Tony, Tony we, we, we go into this office and I said, the conversation we had yesterday, what would I do with a million dollars? I said, I've made a list for you. And he said, yeah, me too. So on my list, I said, I want to help people because in these 4,000 employees, the thing I enjoyed most was taking people from good to great. And all of the people that I helped and mentored, they all became great bosses and leaders in their fields. And that made me immensely proud. And I said, that's what I want to do. What I don't want to do, I don't want to deal with bank managers and I don't want all the corporate stuff with whatever else goes on. I really want to help people and and similar kinds of lists. But here's the point. Alicia, he looked at my list and he said, Jeff, you don't need a million dollars to do any of that. And it was like, mm-hmm. I need to move. I need to find my purpose. So in writing that list, that that was the catalyst that started me moving. And then I went on a journey of learning, which we can talk about on the next episode, when you say, right, now I have my purpose and you climb your ladder with these things in place, now it makes sense. Without the, without your purpose in place, you can earn a lot of money, you just won't be happy. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? It absolutely does, especially when you're saying, like feeling unfulfilled and, and, yeah. and that if that option was presented to you, and so that takes that circumstance of finance out of the picture so yeah. then you're not really thinking too much about that. It's like, what would you really be doing if money wasn't wasn't an issue? And another epiphany that happened in my life, um, I was talking to a guy and he said, what would you do if you absolutely knew that you would not fail? 
And my mindset was, I never had failure on the radar because I'd been studying successful people. And, and that's an interesting one because the fear of failure comes from not knowing. And that, that's, that's what, what fear is. We fear the unknown. We don't fear the known. Once we know what we have to do, we make a, a decision whether we tackle it or not. The thing that causes people to stall on their goals is that they think there might be something ahead. They're not quite sure of what it is. And then we get this fear of failure. So, uh, yeah. Wow. Yep. This is real right here. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh my goodness. I am, I'm so excited to hear more about, you know, those, what you've gathered and, how you've, how you've incorporated into your life and, and just hearing about you've climbed two pretty high mountains and decided to leave them both. And it takes it when you're established, it takes a lot of, um, I always use the word bravery because I just can't find a better word, but it takes a lot of guts to be like, okay, I'm going to leave and pretty much start anew and start the climb again. But it's like what you said mm -hmm. about when, I guess, when you have that purpose, it just, and the clarity, um, I guess that fuels you in a way, or I'm, I'm wondering if it fuels you in a way that's different from when you didn't have it and you can share now or you can save it for later. I know I'm bouncing your way out. I want to share it with you now, but it's going to take more time <laughs> and take us into once you know how to get your purpose, then the whole thing makes sense. So, yeah. So what we'll do, uh, we'll, we'll bring it to a close now and then we'll have a chat and we'll, we'll, we'll fix a date for the next episode. That sounds absolutely perfect. And in Very that episode, that. we'll be talking about, I'll give you some examples of other successful people and what they did, what lessons I took from it and how I applied it to me and then how you can apply it to your life so it works to oh, get the success that you want in your life. That sounds absolutely excellent. Very much looking forward to that. We're going to get that set up for you, Freedom Finders. Thank you so much, Jeff, KPI guy. Looking forward to having you on again. And listeners, Freedom Finders, as always, honor your time, honor your energy, and we'll be back with Jeff in a future episode. Alicia, it's been my absolute pleasure. Thank you for being so wonderful and beautiful with me. Thank you. Thank you. My pleasure. Freedom Finders, we hope you enjoyed that episode with Jeff Smith, the KPI guy. And before you go, just had a few quick announcements for you. So first off, as discussed in the episode, as at the time of the recording of that episode, Jeff and I are currently communicating to figure out when we can continue with recording the next episode or episodes to continue with the conversation. So please stay tuned. Depending on we, where we are at with the Teach Me Freedom podcast scheduling, we'll either include it with the regular schedule or we'll add them or the episode as a bonus episode. And also Jeff has been so kind to share a free gift with the audience. So please feel free to take a look at the show notes and you'll be able to access the link to get that free gift and also be able to talk to Jeff if you feel that he can be of further support to you. 
And lastly, we are excited to hear from you. So Jeff has shared that in preparation for that next episode, based on when it happens, please feel free to reach out to me and share what your questions may be based on what we've discussed, or if you have any other questions that Jeff or the conversation has brought to mind for you. So you can send those questions to teachmefreedom2020 at gmail.com. And as always, you can find that information in the show notes. That's also how you can reach me. So please feel free to reach out if you have any questions or any feedback or any suggestions. Otherwise, thanks again as always for tuning in. Have a lovely day. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Teach Me Freedom podcast. We hope you enjoyed it and found it beneficial. Feel free to reach out to us at teachmefreedom2020 at gmail.com. And if you haven't done so yet, subscribe to the show on your favorite platform for streaming content. Feel free to comment and leave a four or five star review if you feel so inclined. Connect with you next time.